Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Ace. It is Hollywood.tv. Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host, Curtis Christian. It is good to be back, Chris. Yeah. Get that one out of the way. It's been, a, it's been a, what, about a month now, hasn't it? Um, but what about that intro? Uh, did you yeah. guys that are watching this, what do you think of the intro? Um, we try to mix point. it up. We try to mix it up, you know, refresh it, you know, give a big more feel about Big Fight Weekly. So, love to know your comments and what you thought about the intro. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to be back. A big thank you to Chris Dutton as well. He's produced it for us. So yeah, big thank you to Chris Dutton. We dreamt what we were going to do and he's put it in, in there, you know, absolutely fantastic. Chris! Without further ado, back into the fight action, and it's at heavyweight. There's a big debate across heavyweight concerning four guys. Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Alexander Usyk, and Dillian White, the forgotten man many times. You know, he is WBC mandatory at heavyweight. But yeah, Chris, what, what are your thoughts with all this? Because allegedly AJ was offered 50 million. We've got a clip of AJ to show in a bit. But it's an absolute kerfuffle. This is why it's better in the UFC where it's all housed under one umbrella. It just delays everything. Just delays it, having all these boxing balls, as we've said before. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's like... I don't get the whole rematch clauses. I I, I mean, if if the fight's close, then fair enough, have a rematch. Uh, You know, if you've lost, you've lost. Move to the back of the line, get the next guy in. Um, Having this kerfuffle of... Paying fifty million pounds to AJ to for you know, him to step aside for Fury to face Usyk, or and, or there's the problem with Dillian White where they're not is it matching the purse um, between them? It's it's really I mean, frustrating. 
that 80-20 in favour of Fury and White's getting 20 is low. It is low, but at the same token, think how much money is going to be drawn with, with, with Fury on that. You know, he's probably going to make the biggest amount of money he's ever made. But I do think, you know, they are they are taking the piss a little bit, you know, only offering White the supposed 20%. Well, what's your um, sort of aspect in this? And are we going to see Fury versus White? Or are we going to get a Fury versus Usyk before we get a Usyk versus Joshua? I, I don't think, you know, from what AJ's been saying, it's been misreported. He's not been approached about, right, you step aside and we'll have Usyk and Fury, uh, you know, as the video will show in a bit. It's just ridiculous. And, you know, how many more years is White going to be mandatory WBC? He lost it to Povetkin last year, then he got it back. Sorry, September 2020, lost it. Avenged defeat. He's back as mandatory. I mean, yeah, this lad has got to get a fight. All right, Fury's going to be heavy favourite for it, but White deserves a shot. And I know we spoke about it a lot in 2021. Uh, you know, White has got power as well, but he shouldn't be overlooked for them to do Usyk and Fury. I just think it's an absolute, it's farcical. It's farcical. And it's delaying, it's delaying fights. You know what I mean? It, it just you go, yeah, you're going into months and months of delays, Chris. Well, here, here's a question for you then. Would you rather Usyk, uh, sorry, Joshua step up the way and have Fury versus Usyk? Because my feelings is I think the same situation is going to happen with Joshua and Usyk again. And then this whole, you know, the big fight we all want to see is Fury versus Joshua. Um, that that goes away then, doesn't it? If he loses to Usyk again, unless you know, you know, he can build himself back up and uh, eventually get to Fury if Fury's still around by that mm. point. Would you, if you were Josh, you think, right, okay, I'll take the money, I'll step aside, but in the clause of this contract is, I want the winner of these two. So, you know, in hindsight, we could end up with Fury and Joshua if he stepped aside and that was the clause. Because my, my feelings is, I think Usyk beats Joshua again. And I think Fury oh, yeah, beats without, White. Without question, without question, Chris. But then again, it doesn't seem to me like Joshua would want to step aside for it. But then, No, I get that like, as well. Like Fury said, like Fury said last year, why would I want to face Joshua if he's lost twice to Usyk? So you've got to look at it. The end of the whole picture. Look at the yeah. whole, the whole thing that there's there's falls and against on both sides, you know, as with anything. But mm. it's just I, I I feel for White if if that was to happen out of all of these guys because he deserves a shot at, at the title. No, I, you know, I totally the agree. The man, the man's been boxing for years now. You know, paid his dues, hasn't he? Kickboxing, and how how much longer do you want to delay it? Like. Well, I think just pay the man. Um, you know, was it? Do you say? Is it? Did you say sixty twenty? Was it seventy twenty? Eighty eighty twenty. Um, I don't know. It's like it's, it's going to be his biggest payday ever. He's ever going to get. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, but twenty twenty is an absolute mm. abomination. The man, the man deserves more than that. Sixty forty, seventy thirty. Well, it's obviously Fury's going to have the highest percentage, but um, yeah, it's a farce. I think just you know, pay the man, let them fight. Um, maybe get this these two fights in around each other in, 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 a, in the next couple of months because then we can get a clear the, the clear winners and then the clear picture of who's going to fight each other's next and then we can get the world moving around again because it, it, it's it's boring to see the same arguments and the same conversations we're having about uh, not let's just obviously eliminate Dillian at the moment but Fury Music Joshua it's the same conversation we've been having since we started the show last year and it's like it'd be nice if we can just get you know, a full a full circle and get them in the ring and let, and let them fight because it's boring to constantly having to go around and the mention of the same things over and over again, really. It's just, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Has anyone commented on this yet, Chris? Uh, yeah. As it uh, pertains Tyler, to this scenario. Tyler, Tyler has. Hello, it's Isaac. It's my mate from Norwich. We all know AJ would get walloped again. 
let's move on. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair comment. It's a fair uh, comment from Isaac. Brett, Brett has uh, graced himself with us, but uh, Brett, I see a comment, mate. I've actually got something up my sleeve for that. Um, I haven't told Stuart yet this for this one yet, but Brett, I'm going to answer that question. Okay, um, when we get on to that, yeah, absolutely. And here he is, Lewis up in Scotland. Lewis Young, how are you all doing? We're all good. We're good here, mate. And Ramel from the Philippines, our good friend, Ramel over there in Asia. Hello, guys. Good to see you, man. Heels rules. Nice to see you in the chat as well. Hey, you guys are back. Hope you're all okay. Chris, we're okay, aren't we? Yeah, it's been all right. It's been a, it's been a nice relaxing, you know, and sort of focus on things for the show for the last couple, well, about the last couple of weeks we've been off. So, yeah, it's, it's been nice and relaxing, but, you know, full pelt now. Steve Moatman, good to see you again, Bird. Anyone know if Jake Paul will headline WrestleMania and stay out of boxing? Uh, that would be wishful thinking, I think, because he's yeah. car carving out, carving out a record. Starting to encroach in my sport now, though, isn't he? Is there any is there any basis of that? Uh, I'll tell you soon, Paul. George Panthers promoter in Virginia. He's been part of the NWA for many years. I've got George coming on SWP tomorrow. That'll be the next episode. We're recording tomorrow. Thank you, George. Chris Dutton's done a great, great job. Brought our uh, ideas to life for that. So yeah, we're really happy with the end product, mate. Hope yeah, you're well, but. See you tomorrow, George, in the morning. Well, afternoon, all time. Lewis Young, will you be going to UFC in London? I'd love to. I would love to. But I think the tickets are going to go like hotcakes. Um, I, I, I'll happily watch it at home. Um, you know, I'd love to do a live um, Big Fight Weekly for UFC London because it's a good time, isn't it? Everyone will be around. And uh, maybe uh, me and Rommel and maybe Stuart, if you can, we could do a, a live um, Big Fight Weekly. Um on the UFC London in, in March. The card looks banging. Bisping was getting hit up for tickets because I was watching the weigh-ins last week live. And uh, he said, like, just reiterating what you're saying, the tickets, because we haven't had a show over here for so long, they're just going to go, aren't they, Chris? In ridiculous oh, yeah. fashion, it's a you know? It's, a, it's the ticket touters as well that get you. Yeah. Brett Thomas. Hello, Brett. Jake Paul, baby. Yeah. I thought you'd be uh, something along those lines. Yeah, and I think we'll get to the clip now with Joshua Chris if there's no more comments at the moment. Uh, there's comments, Josh but um, there's yeah. something I want to go with it in a bit. Okay, okay, that's fine. But here's AJ. Uh, about, about all these interviews I see, I see certain interviews that quote what I said. I think to myself, I ain't done no interviews. Where did this person get this information from? I'm hearing people saying AJ accepts... 15 million to step aside. I ain't signed no contract. I ain't seen no contract. So as it stands, stop listening to the bullshit until it comes from me. I'm the man in control of my destiny. I'm the man that handles my business. I'm a smart individual and I make calculated decisions every step of the way. Don't listen to the bullshit from other sources. If I tell you something. And it was reported in the Telegraph and we all know who the writer for the sports, for the combat sports is, it's Gareth A. Davis. He's actually come out with a video himself through IFL, but yeah, it's not, they're reporting it, but it hasn't happened, but we're all led to believe it was happening. He was going to step aside, 15 million, but yeah, there, there it is cleared up on AJ's side, Chris. It sounds like all, uh, Everton's managerial bloody um, circus going on at the moment. You know what I mean? All these new papers reporting this, reporting that, gets on my fucking nerves, if I'm honest mm. with you. Um, Listen, apart from me swinging back of the chairs, I'm having to follow with my flipping eyes then as you're swinging back on this chair when he was talking then. Um, but yeah, look, 
it has to come from him. If he wants to step aside, he'll step aside. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. And then we'll see the fight. Let's just get the fight, get you know, start. Let's get it booked. Let's get the announcement. Let's, you know, gear to the fight then. Let's stop the talking now. And let's, you know, let's have it all you know, sorted out. I'm frustrated and it's boring to hear. It's just um, ridiculous. We're, we're, we're producing, we've got such a stronghold on the heavyweight division in boxing. And they can't get the fights made, and you know restrictions now. It's not as not as bad. They need to be getting it booked, signed, sealed, delivered. Get the first two fights done. Let's see who wins them, and then you know we can get Fury and whoever it is, but not not writing off Dylan White there. You know he, he, can, no, no, he no. might he might he might upset the apple cart is heavyweight boxing at the end of the day. But yeah, I think that pretty much encapsulates everything as it pertains to. So that story, Chris. I think we're going to move on to UFC 270 from this past weekend, Chris. And Francis Ngannou dominates with wrestling against Cyril Gann. The Saints the title. Chris, I'm going to go to you first with this one. Um, th- th- this picture right in front of you now, um, in front of everyone who's watching with us, uh, it, it, it's insane in a way. Um, and it, it says a thousand things to me. Uh, I don't know about you. But I didn't see this coming. I didn't see the the the, the wrestling of Ngannou. Obviously, he's a very powerful man, and if he can get his hands collapsed uh, between your legs, then you're going to go for a ride, of course, because he's powerful enough um, to pick you up and slam you on the floor. Um, I obviously didn't know that he blew his uh, MCL or his ACL before the fight. And was told by the doctors to pull out Stuart um, prior oh, to right, this, okay. but obviously he didn't. Hence why you've got the the knee wraps um, around you know around him at the time. Um, this fight, okay, for me, that was a tale of Cyril, Gar- Cyril Garn's first two rounds. I think he did well. He popped and moved. He did what he always does uh, with his fighters. He measures, you know, takes his pot shots, goes for the, the you know, the, the jab to, to the, the kick to the body. I'm just stubbing my words here. Um, and, he, you know, he made the space and he made um, Ngarnu work. But Ngarnu's not like, you know, he's a powerful man, but he's not a fantastic technical boxer. Um, this is, you know, this is why it baffles me why he wants to face Tyson Fury. Um, yeah, okay, he's got power, but you know, when you're facing someone like Tyson Fury, if you've seen with Dante Wilder, power doesn't mean anything. Um, but he turned it round. Um, obviously, the game plan with his with his, his ACL MCL being tear, torn must have been at wrestling, and obviously, you saw Kamaru Usman who was in his corner, so they must have worked on a lot with Kamaru Usman. You know, Kamaru Usman's one of the best wrestlers, grapplers in UFC. So you can see that the game the game plan was is to get Garn on his back. I didn't expect Garn to be as poor on his back because you know he's got a few submission wins in UFC. Garn, um, I, I didn't realize he was going to be as poor. I know obviously again we're looking at Garn who's strength and his and his, and his weight on on top of you. It's not an easy thing to sort of get out of. But I thought he would have moved more and, and frustrated got um Garn and got back to his feet, um, but. I, to say this, I still think Garn outstruck Ngannou in, um, in throughout the whole fight. And this is where it makes me think that I don't know if I feel like Ngannou won this fight. And I feel like it might, for me, I'm very close to 3-2 to Garn. Because I think I think Garn got more shots off. And you can see it with the, the, the stats. I should, have brought, I should have got a picture of the match. I, I, can, I can read the stats here, mate. On, on, uh, so on six strikes, Chris... It was uh, 43 of 104, Francis Ngannou. Cyril Gann was 63 of 91. And then total strikes, it was Ngannou 71 to 139. And then 79 to 107 with Ngann. 
And then on takedowns, it was four of five for Nganu, and then one of one of three for Gam on the takedowns. So and the foot, this is what I mean. What are we what are we judging on now? Like um, you know, are we judging on the striking or are we are we judging on the 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 grappling control because it baffles me because I remember they changed the ruling so you couldn't be blanketed throughout mm-hmm. a fight. You know, back in the day, a, a wrestler would take a good striker down with Nate and they'd lay and prey on them for 15 to 25 minutes and, it you know, it would piss a lot of people off. Um, I find it frustrating that we're looking at it as in striking an octagon control doesn't get you the win but taking someone down and not doing he didn't do terribly uh sorry he didn't do that much on the ground to gone if i'm honest um a great great game plan i was impressed with his wrestling mm-hmm. so in gone who's you know he's adding elements to his skill set but it was uh, a, it was it was a feeling out process i felt the first two rounds and then you start yeah. to see that then it, you know they were they were trying to suss one another out weren't they you could see that uh, I thought Gam was going to upset upset him. I really did prior. I was really, I really thought, you know, but it just shows that Ngannou, you know, can be well-rounded. It's not just, as you said, that that one-punch power. He has showcased himself. And but, obviously, I, 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 obviously, we've had the whole problems with the contracts, haven't we, with Ngannou? Um, and, you know, UFC put the, the pay-per-view up in America, didn't they? for the start of this pay-per-view and it felt like a lot of people and not me personally but a lot of other people's opinions are across the uh, youtube and the, the social media sort of frenzy thinking they were trying to purposely tank in gardening um so you know his buy rates of this would be crap going into negotiation skills you know oh, sorry it's no good no, negotiation for his new contract sorry not his skills i already have negotiation skills he's a fighter um but yeah it I, it's turned out now, obviously, he's going to have this injury. An ACL and MCL sort of tear is, is quite a bad injury. And he's only got one year left on his contract, which is January next year. And so obviously, We're going to be getting into the interim realms again, then, aren't we? In that yeah. length of time. That's long enough for somebody to become interim champion again. But this is the one I wanted to pose to you. John Jones has been very vocal yeah, I in, saw. The last, in the last week or so about it. What happens with him... Also, does he have to? He can't go straight in for the title fight, surely, Chris. But it's the UFC. You know what? What do you feel? Does he have the tune-up fight first, or does he go straight in? I, I listen. He's a former champion. He he left the division as a champion. So it, me naturally, and John Jones being John Jones, I think yeah, it makes sense. He would get the ne- he would get immediate title shot. Um, but obviously, we don't know how long Engano is going to be off now with his injury it, it, you know if does he want to come back if he's only getting paid 600,000 to show uh, and, and and to win which is not very you know if you look at it the grand scheme things it's not much is it for a heavyweight champion that um you know i think john jones will probably think I, i'd like to see if we're going for a tune up now yeah if we're going for that way uh steve versus john jones would be a great fight for john jones to be welcomed in, into the heavyweight division um because i think steve is probably a bit older, but you know, I think he's he's got a good test of skills for John Jones. If John Jones was wants to take that, but I'm hearing Curtis Blades could be uh, Steve Pay's return fight, which again that's is a, a good, very that's a, a good very one. Good it, it sells, it sells. There's no question about. We've, we've also got our own uh, Tom Aspinall's been matched with Volkov uh, for UFC London, which is a very dangerous fight for Tom Aspinall because I thought he was taking it slow. Um, so this is a quite a big bump mm. up. So you're seeing fights are starting to organise now. Um, 
with Ngannou out, you could easily see a move now and say John Jones versus Stipe for the interim title. That could easily be made now. Um, because obviously with the contract issues with Ngannou, the injury with Ngannou, yeah, this could be prime time for John Jones to jump in, face Stipe and, you know, defend that interim in the meantime, because he's going to have to, because if Ngannou's out for a considerable amount of time, um, yeah, we could see it. It's interesting division now, because heavyweight is starting to pick up there and it's moving fast. You can go right down the list as well, man. They're all they're all absolute killers. So yeah, I look forward to look forward to it in the next few months, absolutely and beyond. We'll move on to the coat main event, Stuart. Because there we go, a brilliant fight, Chris. I'm going to ask you who won that fight, and then also the judges' scorecards: forty-eight, forty-seven across the board. But yeah, feel- your your thoughts first, and I'll chime in. I think 48-47 is actually quite a fair score because, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think it's very. It was a very compact fight. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think it's as close as what people think. I know a lot of people think Brandon Moreno beat uh, Davidson Figueredo. I think Figueredo beat him. Stewart. He dropped him multiple times. Um, I think he was in more more control of the fight throughout of the five rounds they had. I think Moreno won. I think I'd give Moreno maybe rounds two and four but i think figueredo um won the rest of them i think i think um figueredo was just on it i didn't realize as well he's a good one to do it that um when they weighed the night of the fight figueredo obviously the being flyweights aren't they uh, um bantamweight. yeah they're flyweights he weighed in at 140 143 pounds on the night to do it and brandon moreno weighed in at 138 i think it was wow which so, is you know it's considerable, isn't it? But you're talking regard- pounds. Yeah, you are. You are because it makes a massive difference. Um, but in regards to the fight, I think Figueroa won the fight. I, I, I think you know him dropping Marino twice in the first round with those calf kicks. Calf kicks are such an in thing at the moment, but they're so dangerous and they can neutralize a lot of fighters. You know, and they're hard to check, aren't they? In the calf kicks, Marino um, again. You know, he, was, he, he caught. Figueredo a few times, but I think Figueredo was just on it, and he dropped Moreno twice in the fourth. Is it yeah in the fifth round as well? I just think Figueredo was on his game. Moreno was just I think a step behind Figueredo in this fight. But as you say before, off, off camera, do it. Maybe a fourth fight could be incoming in Mexico. I, so I hear they've got they've got to do the fourth. But like you said, you know, as you said, they're very reluctant, aren't they, to do a fourth? You know, you don't you don't hear of it. But I think. You know, it's 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 that draw. They had the draw, didn't they, as well? Uh, so yeah, you'd like to think they're going to do it, but I just couldn't get over the frenetic pace from both fighters, which we we've come to expect from the first two fights. But just uh, what a showcase of skills on the feet, man! Unbelievable, the punches, the kicks, the volume. You know, I've, I've got the six strikes here written down. Moreno, what one oh five of two five nine on significant strikes. Figueredo. Mm-hmm. 86 of 169. So that's the percentage. Moreno, 40% have landed. And then Figueredo's landed 50% of his. And then total strikes, it was one 106. Moreno, Figueredo in 95 across the five rounds. It's very it's very close. It's very, very close. Um, listen, it's it's one of those fights um, where you watch it more than once, you get, a bigger, you get a better picture of it. When you're first watching it, you sort of, you know, your your heartbeat and you you, you you go in with the fight the second time around you analyze it a bit better and you see where Figueredo sort of 
wins the points in in, in the rounds. I think Again. control the control stats as well. The amount of time. Figueredo two minutes and eighteen of control. Mm-hmm. Moreno Moreno forty six seconds. That's so he's, near, he's 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 nearly trebling. You know him on the ground there. So maybe mm. that that has that has really helped. I think to sway the judges. If you're looking if you're looking at the stats, that's a significant thing where you can you know break them off and say who the winner was. So I think it, yeah, it gives credence to what you were saying of, of Figueredo, mate. I love the scrambles in the in the first the first rounds, mate. Um, you know, I love my grappling, so I thought they they were just well executed. But then I'm I'm, I'm a bit of a, a, a like a girl in it when it comes to grappling. So yeah, um, listen, it's a great fight. I, I do like to, I do like to think maybe down the line that they'll match them up. I'd maybe not match them up straight away. Let's give Figueredo and Marino some fresh fighters. Let's rebuild Marino, Marino, and let's give Figueredo someone new. Obviously, had Figueredo was with a. Henry Cejudo, wasn't he, in his camp and obviously was working on a lot of different sort of aspects of his grappling, which is good because, you know, Henry Cejudo, and as much as he's an arsehole, he's a very good wrestler. Uh, but we, yeah, hold on, actually. There we go. Rom's actually piped up. Yeah, I didn't see. Here we go. Yeah, Ramel loves his UFC. So yeah, Figueredo won it. Those KOs made the difference. I kicks, think he meant... Mean? I think he might mean kicks. The kicks, there were a lot of calf kicks, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like I say, there, there, there's, there's those sort of kicks at the moment to do it that neutralise people. We saw it with a lot of fighters. Um, Dustin Poirier did it to Conor McGregor last January and completely offset him. Absolutely. But they also can break your leg, as you've seen with Chris Weidman when you, when you go yeah, through. Yeah, man. <laughs> you said about them quite a lot last year. You know, they love throwing them, but you know, it's the case of the bloody land. You're going to know about it as, as the... Uh... Weidman, yeah. Someone is going for the shoot. Wasn't expecting Francis was the one who did it, but it shows in that fight he doesn't belong in the boxing ring. Yeah, reiterating what you said, Chris, about him wanting to take on Fury. Punch power, yes. Boxer, stance, movement, no. It, it doesn't work for me. Um, you know, yeah, it's a lot of money fight Fury and it's the crossover again. I don't think we're ever going to get a big crossover like McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. I think that was a one-of-a-kind sort of thing. But it's money again, isn't it? I think Ngannou is looking at the money aspect. If he faces Fury in the boxing, in the boxing ring, he's going to get millions upon millions of pounds. But as you've seen, he only got 600,000, you know, for the fight on the weekend. So I can what obviously... Is... Go on. What's going to happen with this, this fight to pay? He's not the only guy to come out and say about he, he wants more. Uh, and as you said, if they're putting a pay-per-view... Prices, what is it now? Eighty dollars in the US, seventy nine ninety nine, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite. Yeah, it's quite a big increase. What What do you feel with this? Will it be sorted? Will they pay more? Will they have to pay more? Will people jump ship? Well, Bellator pay more. Um, I can I can give you that, but Viacom are you know have more money than the UFC themselves. Um, This falls actually nicely into something I've got here for you, Stuart. Um, Right. Okay. And I don't know if you knew about this. I do. I have read. I've read about it in the last couple of days. Just like if you want to read that out, um, this is. I've what... invested in EDR and he's bracketed UFC stock with my partner Jeffrey Wu. That's not that accounting guy that Dana yep. White was talking about. It is yep. him. The, the, yep. What is it? The, war, the warlock. <laughs> he's got a warlock. Him, yeah. Dana White so poignantly impressive. So Jeffrey Wu. Focus on UFC's ESG standards relating to fighters. 
We believe EDR can drive long-term economic value by increasing UFC fighter pay and providing them healthcare. Reaching out to Engine Number One to partner on this endeavor, Chris. What the hell is going on here? Listen, he's, got, it, the, he's got the pull power in the money. Is it an inside job? And him and Dana are fooling us all with all their banter back and forth. And no, I, some, I, 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 some I, I nasty, think he, some nasty stuff was said as well. I, I, I think he generally actually hates Jake Paul. You know, he's not probably the only one in the world. Like, um, but this is uh, a very good way to get up Dana's backside um, by going and put shares in the company that owns UFC. Um, and then, you know, I don't think he's going to have the power to sort of change anything per se. I still think that, you know, Endeavor aren't going to come go, well, Jake Paul's got a certain percentage. He can go in and go, I want Dana White and UFC to pay more fighters. I don't think it works like that. Um, but I think he could have a say in a board meeting, I guess, if you're a shareholder. Um, but I don't think it changes much. It's going to take uh, the, the class action lawsuit that's going on at the moment. Um, it's been going on for a couple of years. They're trying to change things. Um, I can't remember who was in it now. I think it was like uh, Kung Lee and uh, John Fitch. Um, I think Randy Couture was in it actually as well. Uh, but they're trying to change fighter pay and healthcare. I, 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 I'm quite astonished that UFC don't offer healthcare or anything for fighters who have retired. But then we go about this, but all sports need something to uh, have like a parachute for any sportsman that retire. There isn't that sort of blanket or safety net, is it? But I think healthcare, yeah, that, that astonished me that, you know, healthcare, is, they don't offer healthcare, considering what sport you're in and the damage you're taking. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird and strange, but I can see what he's doing. And it, it is winding Dana right up. And this goes back into what Brett obviously said. All right, Brett's on this, right? Here he goes. He loves, he loves his polls. We know this. I think Jake could save USC and help fighters get better pay. Hope you both had good Xmas and a new year. Well, I had COVID. I tested you positive did. on Boxing Day. Chris Chris has already had it. So, yeah, um, Christmas Day, Christmas night was fine, but then it was 10 days of isolation because the rules haven't changed to seven days. So, I had to do, I had to do a week and a half of it. Absolute nightmare. But, yeah, make the most of it. The darts was on, the football. So, that's what I did. But, yeah, thank you, Brett. Chris? And then, isn't Jake trying to buy UFC? Hello, Carnage Payne. Welcome back. Not seen you for a while. Yeah, it's been a while for you, Connish Payne. Um, my Christmas was fine. Like you know, um, just chilled out, just relaxed. Mm. Uh, you know, I work in retail, so you know it's quite hectic over the Christmas period. So it was nice to get four days off over Christmas and watch everyone else squirm instead of me, where I could have a few beers. And obviously, we didn't have the football to watch, which is probably quite good. If we didn't, um, because obviously, obviously, COVID was impacting football at the time, wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was all right. I enjoyed it. I hope you had a good uh, Christmas and New Year, Brett. And it shows he ate box office. Is that is that in Garnu? I think that's in Garnu. What Rom's right? Saying, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's 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 going to upset the apple cart. That is with him being involved. But there we go. Chris, mate, have you ever seen the Brazilian MMA called SFC? Been watching a bit. He told me Isaac had told me about this the last yeah, month. Right. He'd been watching it. Um, I've caught bits and pieces of it, yeah. Um, I know UFC are quite in there with their, their fighters. They brought a few uh, of their fighters over to the UFC um, quite recently, actually. Um, yeah, it's a little organisation, but the you know they put on some really good fights in Brazil. 
to be fair. There's a few more, I can't remember off the top of my head, companies, uh, Isaac, you should watch. Um, I'll tell them to Stuart to pass them along to you. No, I'll send uh, them. Just get, you get, get uh, Isaac on Instagram. You can send them over. He's on Instagram. He's not on Facebook, you see. Just because you can you know, have, a, have a debate with him. Pop them over. All that. Yeah. Well, are I'm, we moving on? Are we moving on to the upcoming fights, Chris? Or have we got we something are. else? No, no, I've got this coming up, Paul. Um, this is a good it, segment, this. This is a great segment. So, yeah, we've got, we've got UFC 271 coming up very soon, haven't we? Adesanya Whitaker too, which would be fantastic. Covington and Masvidal. Now, I've been reading a lot of people are saying Masvidal won't be able to uh, beat Covington after his showing against... Um, fucking hell, it's gone. It's gone, Chris. Kamaru against Kamaru. Yeah. A lot of people are basing it off the fact that you know Covington's done relatively well, you know, better than others. Uh, right. And then we've got Volk Volkanovski and the Korean Zombie Chris for two seven three, and then Charles Oliveira and Gaethje, which only been announced in the last day yes, or so, yes, isn't it? last twenty four yeah. hours, I think. Yeah. So yeah, all of them for me look amazing. But if I had to pick one, I'd say in terms of beef. You know, forget titles and stuff like that. It's Covington and Masvidal for me, you know. Yeah, I, all I, of them. Because we've been waiting for it, haven't we? For, for, for quite a while. Former campmates, former teammates. They were Bezzy mates. Mm -hmm. And they've had a lot. There's been the fallout, Chris. So, yeah, I'm going for UFC 272 is the most, you know, one I'm looking forward to. I'm very disappointed this wasn't an ultimate fighter, Stuart. These two have come. Why not? Why not? Like it gives you that story arc aside from the fighters, doesn't it? Who were in the show I, trying to win it? I think Dana White alluded to something about timings. They couldn't get the timings oh. for them to do it. Um, but you know what? If you wanted to sell it on a fighter a second time round from its return, this would have been it. Uh, Covington and Masvidal. I know they're looking at Pena and Nunes as the coaches for the next series, which you know it might be okay. Um, but I don't think they sell well, to be honest with you. I think Covington and sell perfectly. Um, and you don't really need to give them a push, really, you know, to have an argument or kick off each other on screen. So I, that would have been a brilliant watch, but unfortunately we're not getting that. Um, but I have to agree with you. Um, I, I look at it this way, um, and this is, these are my opinions, so obviously you might not have to agree with me. I think Izzy Whitaker, um, I think it'll be a good fight. I think Whitaker's come back out and he's come back uh, on fire. He's got the passion back, Whitaker. He's looked phenomenal in his last couple of fights to get himself back into the picture. Izzy's obviously, he's gone up. He lost to Bahavich. He's come back down. He beat Vittori, which, you know, was no easy feat because Vittori was oh, on man. fire as well at the time. Vittori was smothering people on the ground, mate, left and right. Uh, dominance. Yep. And then, you know, let's be fair to Vittori. He was one of the, one of the you know, ones to watch last year, wasn't he? He really came to the fore. And then, you know, it's no, no, uh, not a bad one losing to Adesanya. No, he was no, one of no. the best fight. He was one of the best fighters of 2021, Vittori, for me. And don't forget, he went up uh, to uh, to like heavy to fight yes. Paul Acosta because Paul Acosta, yes. is, you know, can't go off his wine, can he? To cut weight. Uh, <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, listen, I think uh, this fight's going to be close, but I think is he, he's going to still come away with victory. I think I don't think he's going to knock Whitaker out on this one. I think this is going to be very close. I feel mm -hmm. like if he says he, what, he thinks of Blahavich is uh, the, the, the blueprint to beat Izzy, but I actually think, Stuart, Kelvin Gastelum has got had the blueprint to beat Izzy. Um, watch that fight back because he rocks Izzy a fair few times in that. And he had Izzy on the ropes and Izzy was struggling in that fight. Came away with the victory and he could he should have probably dropped Kelvin Gastelum and beating him, but Kelvin Gastelum's mm -hmm. a monster, isn't he? He's kept on getting back up. 
but I think he probably pushed that, and I think that'll probably be like a that could be a split unanimous decision. You say about Covington and Masvidal, I think Covington is going to wet blanket it completely. I, I just think Covington is the mm. next best after Usman in that division. Okay, obviously I know we've got uh, Hasmat Shemaev coming up, and we've that him and Gilbert Burns are rumored to be put getting put together, which is a good contest to see where is Shemaev the real deal. Um, but yeah, I think Covington's going to beat Masvidal. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know how Masvidal is going to react after being knocked out by Usman. You know what I mean? Can change a man. Uh, Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. Very disappointed. This is not Max Holloway. No um, man. Oh, it's a shame. That's a shame because Max has been really good, hasn't he? Off the back of losing to Volkanovski, yeah. he's looked. He's looked like yeah, he's... the best he's looked in years. Yeah, and and it, don't forget his fight a few months ago against Yaya Rodriguez was absolutely amazing. And um, they're both so technical on uh, standing up. Well, you know, one's very good at boxing, well, an elite boxer, and Yaya's an elite kicker. And it just showed in that fight, you know. Um, very disappointed Max obviously got injured. I know that Gigi Klingadzi, who obviously fought the other week, Stuart, before we've come back, had an absolutely banging fight with Calvin Cater. Um, he obviously chimed in and laughed at this fight, but obviously laughs back at Gigi now because he's, he lost... Gets Calvin Cater. Hey. Hats off to Calvin Cater, Stuart, because he was absolutely he phenomenal. Back, that he, one. he stopped the kickboxing. You know, Chikadze was a you know world class kickboxer before coming into the promotion, and and he backed him. He kept him going backwards, didn't he? You know, perfect tactics from Cater. Yeah, um, I think Volkanovski quite handily beats uh, Korean Zombie. Korean Zombies look very good coming back after an injury. Um, he's been off a couple of good victories. Uh, I just think Volkanovski is too much for um, mm-hmm. Korean Zombie. Um, but you know, hopefully we'll get Max and Volkanovski set some point this year. But I heard that Max's injury is quite a bad one, so he could be out for quite a, a significant amount of time himself. But maybe we could see Volkanovski if he beats um, Korean Zombie, maybe go up a division. We spoke about this about this in this last fight. Maybe take a dip in that pond, the, the weight a weight above you. See how you you know how you can do that. I think he, you know he's he's short, but he's just so powerful. I think he'd be I think he'd be a hit up there, you know. I, I, I totally really agree. Do. I really do. I, I don't think I don't think it matters about him being like shorter. He's just a, he's like a Mack truck for his size. Oh yeah. Um, but there's possibilities in that, you know. Maybe Calvin Cater could get a title shot after shutting down Gladsy that way, you know. But then we've got Arnold Allen in that division as well, Stuart, and he's been obviously matched with Dan Hooker. It just makes you think you want to be there in person, but like tickets are going to be going like hotcakes, and then you're going to be getting charged maybe two, three times, four times as much no. oh, on yeah. the on the on the second second hand market, if you will, on the resale market. But yeah, mm. Chris Oliveira, obviously lightweight, you know, lightweight champion against Gaethje, uh, where you know Gaethje's been fantastic. Uh, I think does he pose a bigger threat than Poirier did? To Oliveira, uh, in your mind, in striking terms, the leg kicks is what I think is what people don't really look at when they kind of a lot of few people do, but the, you know they always talk about Gaethje's uh, the chin and his striking. It's his leg kicks that are killers, Stuart. People sleep on Justin Gaethje's leg kicks, and Justin Gaethje's the one that really masterminded the calf kick really in the UFC that people sort of took notice of it. He whips the kicks, but he whips them so close to you. You, you struggle to get, you know, uh, to check him or get out of the way of them. And you saw Michael Chandler in, that, in the last fight, and he's come out and said he actually found that fight boring, Stuart, which is wild, madness to think. Like, yeah, but hey, you know, brains of a fighter. What? It was a yeah, war said, of attrition. It was a war of attrition. That one, like, oh, he said it was boring. right, right. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to extend off that. Why was it boring for him? Um, 
I think because he what? sat back. I think it's because he sat back oh. and he, 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 he couldn't unload. Um, you know, it's one of them. Listen, Gaethje Oliveira, Oliveira is um, an interesting, again, because it's striker versus grappler. But obviously, we know that Oliveira is getting better with the strikes. And Oliveira, um, you know, he's getting a different range of skill set with his striking now. A bit better boxer than he was, you know, four or five years ago. But this is going to go to the ground. And I, I'm telling you this now, Oliveira is going to submit Gaethje. It can get caught though, because you know, I I think I think Oliveira's got that chin that does get yeah. caught, and he does get put on his back, and I do think Gaethje it's a lot harder than Dusty. Think yeah. this is going one way, and I think I think I think yeah. it'll be close to begin with, but I think Oliveira will sort of break away, and I think he'll submit Gaethje. Who um, have you had, any, had any comments on this? Have, have people been picking what they want to see? Have you had anything? We had Rom actually. Rommel has just put one out here. UFC 272 is the most intriguing of them all. So, yeah, he's going with what? Yeah, out of all four, which is madness when you've got three title fights. But that, that the beef, we've seen it time and time again. Sometimes beef and all the stuff outside of the, of the cage makes them more people want to watch, don't they? It doesn't necessarily mean because it's a title fight you want to see it more. Oh, you're going more... to love, love the co main event, Stuart, if, if it gets booked. Right, go on, fire away, because I don't know. Uh, Nate Diaz versus Dustin Poirier at Walterweight. They did. I, I read something, actually, now thinking of. But, yeah, imagine. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. It'd be, yeah, man. You, what a put, card, man. If put do. them four people up to talk. You don't need to put yeah. any other fighter in, in the conference. Yeah. Just put them four people up, and it just yeah. sells. Easy, Nate buddy. alone. Nate alone, mate. He's just so funny. Like. And his last fight in his contract, don't forget. He needs a big one, then he needs another big one, right? You know, absolutely, absolutely. Are we moving on to the boxing, Chris? We're we going back in. So last, last Saturday, Sunday morning for us. And yeah, Gary Russell Jr. loses his WBC February title against Magaseo Filipino, actually. Magaseo Ramel know him really well. Uh, Chris, he was boxing with one arm. They said, he, and, you, and you could see, couldn't you, through how many punches he was throwing. Magasaya yeah. was dub doubling on him on punches and landed punches in uh, the first seven rounds. But also, Russell Jr. was on a six-fight win streak since he's won the title. But the, the defences have been very sporadic because he won the belt in 2015. And right. it's, been like a, it's been like a year for each defence, you know, where normally they're looking to defend it, their title twice, aren't they, in a year in the boxing? But also... He's had the passing of his brother, as Gary Russell Jr., and his dad's health issues too. So he's had a lot on his plate going into the fight. But Magaseo's promoter said he deserves a rematch. So it was quite nice, quite nice from their end. You know, they, they realised he was at, at odds before even getting in there. Yeah, with and, the injury. Uh, volume from Magaseo, unbelievable. And he looked bigger, Chris, to me, Magaseo. I know they're both at the same weight. But you could see, couldn't you? He looked... He looked bigger than Gary Russell. Uh, but, yeah, all I can see there is that they, they, they will have a rematch. Uh, feel for him a little bit. Yeah, I feel for him a little bit of everything going on before he's even gone into box. Mm, you, as you actually nicely put uh, about Magaseo's volume was incredible, Stuart. Mm -hmm. and, and the pace, uh, at the, uh, the jabs and the straight hooks he was throwing at Russell. But I loved Russell before his injury. You know what I mean? It, it looks like he's getting peppered by Magaseo, but the slips and the rips, he, he, I'm sorry, the slipping of the, and the head movement, um, you know, Magaseo strikes. Because, yeah, again, like I say, you think that Magaseo, to an untrained eye, is, is, is hitting 
uh, George Russell all of these hits, especially in the first couple of rounds. But if you watch it very closely, Stuart, George Russell is slipping a lot of those fights with his head movement. Um, but as you say, interesting fight. But it's, it's, you saw that injury happen, and you just saw that the the change of fortune then. And obviously, he couldn't throw a jab really, could he? He couldn't throw a hook. No, he was no. struggling. He was struggling with his head movement then because obviously he was in pain. What heart, and... what heart from the man though? You know, when you're yeah. hampered, and you're on one hand and one arm, and uh, it, it was an incredible fight from him, man. Uh, you know, Magaseo. You know, he still had to box. He still had to beat him. But uh, I just hope they get a rematch, Chris. Well, if he, if he listen, if you say they, Magaseo. People have called, and I think it's fair, you know, that the man got injured, which again is one of those unfortunate things that happens during fights. So I think it'd be fair to give him a rematch and do it again and have a proper fight with no injury, and then you can really determine who's the better fighter out of the both of them. Then. Absolutely. Um, Rom L's jumped in here. Here we go. Yes, this is what I wanted actually. A fellow Filipino who's now WBC champion at featherweight as well. So no, fantastic. Not taking anything away from him. And uh, the heart of Gary Russell with one arm, as I say, made to be. I'm all Magaseo in that fight, but I'm going to say it. I almost called it a draw. Even though Russell was injured, Russell is hitting Magaseo clean. Right? No, it's a good note. No, thank you for your comment there, Amel. I knew you'd have uh, something to say on this one with your fellow native fighter. Yeah, well, you know, injuries screw a lot of things up, don't they, in fights? Now, luckily, I mean, at least he didn't get finished when, once he got his injury. You know, you've seen a lot of fighters, and I've seen especially in MMA, you know, when they've got injured in a fight and they carry on and they get stopped. Um, you know what I mean? And then that sort of ruins the rematch then, doesn't it, really? Uh, if they get, you know, if they get a rematch. So, you know what I mean? Top, tops for George Russell to carry on with the fight with that injury. Absolutely. But, yeah, it was a really good fight as well, Stuart. Not watched any of them before, so it was really from, intriguing he, for me to watch. I have to say, like, he's only managed to defend the belts, like, once a year. Obviously, COVID, another, you know, that was later on. But even, it was always, like, one defence. I, I, I should have looked if he was injured and stuff. Like, maybe he was, because he hasn't been as frequent. But he still made six defences of the belt. Uh, Macabu, Alunga Macabu's fighting this week. I know there was a lot of talk in 21 at the back end that, you know, we're saying about Canelo Alvarez fighting him. Going up, going up in that division, which you know, Canelo, I, I still had him as my fighter of the year, especially in boxing. Um, that'll be interesting. And Sergio Martinez, who's well into his forties, he's fighting tonight against a British oh, okay. fighter. The name, the name eludes me. He's like well into his forties. He was world champion. Uh, some of our British fighters went over when he was at peak to fight him as well. Hmm. Uh, Matthew Ma Matthew Macklin fought him. Uh, Martinez is a good boxer, but yeah, forty six, Chris. He's got the hunger to go go back in there. So the same age as uh, Anderson Silva. You know, ten years, Silva. ten years on us. That's sure. I know, I know. That's tonight. That as well. I, I noticed. So yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll have to look out for that one. See how he gets on tonight. And, I think uh, you, yeah, I think you've also, you've got Sophia. Joe Martinez is one of my all time favorite boxers. He was fantastic. He was fantastic 10, 15 years ago. No question. There, he, he was a brilliant fighter. But yeah, good to see how he gets on tonight, Ramel, to be fair. Anything else, Chris, with the UFC before we go? Um, well, no. Obviously, we've had a few fight announcements, haven't we, recently? Um, just thinking of UK, the UK fights. We've had Molly McCann's uh, fights announcement. Uh, Paddy's fight's been announced. Obviously, Arnold Allen's fight's been announced. It's nice to see uh, UFC getting back to the UK. I want to, We want to see a bit more fighters. I know Jack Shaw's on the, on the card. Uh, Mason Jones didn't make it. Um, he's still injured. 
Okay. He has he, he has uh, set a, uh, like an Instagram uh, video to why he's not on the card. But the, yeah, listen, the, it's nice to get back into doing this again. Um, I feel like we're on like the cliff edge of uh, some amazing fights that are coming up. You know, next week we have uh, Jack Manderson versus Sean Strickland. Obviously, UFC not on this week. Um, and after that, it's Izzy versus Whitaker too. So it, it's full steam ahead when it comes to UFC. And we've got Eubank Jr. versus Liam Williams as well, which was meant to happen in December. Obviously, it got cancelled. So, yeah, February 5th for that. And our good friend Steve Robinson will be on the undercard. Not sure who his opponent is, but I'm thinking maybe we can get him on maybe a week or two after the fight because he's going to be going into fight week now, isn't he? So he's going to be busy. But, yeah, we'll uh, reach out to Steve, won't we, Chris? Because we had fun with Steve last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he wants us pecking his head before a fight. <laughs> no, no, probably not. And then Corn and Kel Brook, finally. I mean, you know, we've said about the years of waiting for it. But yeah, February the 19th for that one, which is... Uh, I'm still looking forward to that because there's a lot of beef. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, some good, uh, real real good cards coming up. Actually... On the, on the precipice. Does, I'm just looking here... Um... Well, we've obviously going in Feb, Stuart. We've got Whitaker versus um, Adesanya too. We've got Tassanios versus Fizé. Um, don't know if you've seen Fizé before, but he's really, really good, shirt up and comer. Uh, we've got Dalyush versus Makashev. So we're, we're yeah, going to really fight. To that way, maybe we're looking forward to that when it got announced. And just think, and then deep in straight into March, it's Kobe Covington versus Masvidal. Obviously, we're still waiting on uh, Poria versus Diaz to see if that's the co-main event. Um, yeah, and then Stuart, 19th March, we've got the, the London card. After that, we've got Blahavich versus Rakic, which I think that Amazing. determines then who's going to be fighting yeah. um, Yuri Prochiska and, well, no, Glover Teixeira, I thought his name went out of my head, and how can I forget the champion? That fight's been announced, I think they're fighting in May. So, you know, there's a lot of fights that have been, you know, have been jumping out recently, so... Really looking forward to all these fights, Stuart. Um, also, like I said, I'm going to go back to the London card quickly. This is that it's nice that we can watch a fight in a, a normal time, and actually don't really sit and watch it. Yeah. Saying that though, Chris, they have did, they have done well doing the Vegas cards earlier, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of Vegas cards at the Apex where they had moved them, which was good, wasn't it? You know. But yeah, it'll be nice to have it even even more so on a on a proper on a normal UK time and. Yeah, so hopefully Ton Aspinall it is his time and he can get past Volkov. But we know we know how well a well equipped Volkov is. You know he's a fantastic yeah. fighter as well. But now we'll never, I guess, Chris. Well, this, know, I, him, I I always thought he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't think he was going to rush. Um, I knew that he had it. They had it with another fighter because I think originally they were doing Darren Till versus. Um, oh no! Why is this name got me head? Uh, Uriah Hall, sorry, that was going to be the main event for London, but they've scrapped that now. Apparently, Darren Till's not fully ready yet, right, um, but, okay. which is fair enough. You know, what I mean, he, he's, yeah. he's coming off the back to back losses, isn't he? So, you know, maybe he just needs to get his head straight, get get through his injury, and then maybe pop him on a, a fight night card somewhere in, in America. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I mean, I want, you know, there's a lot of good Welsh fighters coming through, like the same Mason Jones, there's Jack, Jack Shaw. Um, he's had obviously a, a change of opponent because he's been to facing a Nomaga Madoff's uh, cousin, I think it was, twice now, and then it's fallen through. So he's fighting somebody else. I can't remember many remember who it was who's he's fighting against. Um, but really, it's a really interesting fight coming up, Stuart. Um, Absolutely. Leon Edwards is getting his long-awaited title shot against Usman. Um, I don't know a date 
yeah, I think Dana White came out and said summertime for Usman for when he comes back, which is fair enough because he did fight three times last year, more so than any other champion. And then he put a show on every single fight he had, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So something looked quite to. Quite quite a four, four, five, six months then, Chris, when you think about it. No, well, it's just card after card. And uh yeah, it's gonna be incredible. And we look forward to leave before we depart. Anything else? Well, obviously I was gonna say um you probably gonna have to sprinkle some Jake Paul somewhere in there, aren't you? Um for a fight, because I'm sure I, I did hear that he's in talks with PFL. Um, which is another MMA organization yeah. to go into the MMA. Yeah. Um, you know, no. I'm not just leave me, just leave our sports Brett, alone, please. Brett will be happy. Brett will be happy. That, that's the main thing. We'll have plenty of comments from Brett when that all comes, you know, through through the old grapevine. And it's, oh, it's oh, 100%. And like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just uh, good to be back for episode 44, Chris. And do you know what? It was nice putting some old episodes, the interview episodes, up through Christmas while we were off. It was nice to do that. And uh, yeah, obviously we got the intro countdown as a trailer on Spotify now, so it's at the top of the of the page. That's yeah, our trailer, that's right. so that's nice. And uh, yeah, I think that's it, mate. I think we've well, covered everything. Hold on. Well, actually, why we've been off? Um, we we we've ventured into Twitter. Um, finally, um, so we've got a Twitter account. We've got an Instagram. Stuart's mad on TikTok, so he's organising a TikTok account. All the links to our Twitter, our Facebook, our very own YouTube channel, um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Apple, um, Spotify, they're all in the links in the description. So uh, if you want to watch back on old stuff, you can go on Powered Force YouTube channel or all our old episodes are still on there, as well as this one currently we're filming. Um, but yeah, come and join us. Uh, if you want to carry on after the show's finished and you've got something else to say, click on one of those links or any of our social medias and you know drop us a message. Absolutely. Well done there, Chris, getting all the socials in. Yeah, that's good. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Don't know a date yet, Chris. I need to, uh, need to have a look, look through. But it, it might be Monday. It might be Monday. Because I'm having to work Tuesday now. It was going to be Tuesday. But, right. Uh, we'll okay. be back. We'll be back next week. We are back. And as Chris yes. says, if you've got some opinions and you want to conversations, post to the pages if you'd like. You know, it's, it's all about there's so much going on. Fight-wise, it's going to be amazing. So, yeah, we implore you to do that. We like the interactivity with you guys. So, yeah, absolutely. We will see you next week. It'll be episode 45 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin, Chris Hume. All good. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.